0: Welcome to the Prescription Podcast. This podcast is being developed with the aim to keep the public informed with the relevant and updated health information. This podcast is hosted by me, Ian, a general surgeon, and...
1: I'm Zichin, a gastroenterologist practicing in Kuala Lumpur.
0: So, we are on episode number 8. And today we're going to talk about gallstones. Yeah, but before that, I don't like to advertise, but before that... If you like our podcast, please feel free to subscribe and follow us on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts so that you can be updated about our latest podcasts. All right, episode eight. Fire yeah. away.
1: So I think we're going to move on to something that strikes a lot of interest as well, yeah. which is gallstone.
0: Mm, gallstones. So <sighs> I, I thought you were going to ask questions today, right? I thought I'm in the hot seat. So yes, yeah.
1: you are in the hot seat today. So, <laughs> so what is gallstone? Yeah, what, and, are gallstones? what are gallstones?
0: Wow, that's a very interesting question. Okay, when people talk about stones in the human body, most of the time we find stones in either the gallbladder or the kidney. Of course, we are not talking about the kidney stones today and they are not related for those of you who are wondering. If you have gallstones, it doesn't mean you have kidney stones and vice versa. Okay, of course, selected few people may be unfortunate and have both. All right. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> so you mentioned about kidney stone and gallstones, right? Yeah, so yeah. obviously, we know kidney stones in the kidney, but you know, gallstone. where do we find them?
0: The gallbladder. So would you want to tell us a
1: little bit about what's the function of gallbladder?
0: Okay, so um, the gallbladder is actually part of the whole the GI tract, you know, the gastrointestinal tract, basically part of the intestines and whatever not, it helps us with the digestion of food, right? gallbladder sits next to the liver. In most of the population, that would be, if you draw the tummy, it's in the right upper part of the tummy. So the gallbladder is connected to the bile ducts, uh, which comes from the liver and essentially the function of the gallbladder is to keep gall juice gall the meat. bile the bile the bile yeah, right that's a better yeah. and word. the bile
1: is being produced in the liver
0: bile is being produced by the liver it's stored in the gallbladder as a, as so a larger sum mm. so that when we eat food it gets pushed out all at once to help with basically part of the digestion of our food yeah especially
1: yep. our fatty food
0: fatty right? food Mm. Oily fatty food. Yep. Next question.
1: So when you have gallstones, right? Many of them actually may not have symptoms, yes. right? So uh, what would be the common symptoms that the patient will actually come to you?
0: Okay. Some fun facts first. About twenty percent of the population probably has gallstones. Uh, Maybe out of that, maybe only about 10% are actually symptomatic from the gallstones, as you're asking. So most patients actually have gallstones and they don't have any problems. Now, symptoms can be a wide range of things, but mostly, most of them will encounter pain in the right upper part of the tummy which usually spreads all the way and catches the right shoulder tip kind of waxes and wanes and it usually happens after a very heavy oily fatty meal right so that is one of the symptoms that can happen that's basically a stone that is trying to remove itself or sorry trying to travel into the balducks and it kind of gives of uh, kind of a blockage of the gallbladder, if I can put it very simply. I know it's a bit complicated, I'm sorry. Okay, so what happens next, if, if it dislodges from that place, then you the patient will not have any pain. But if it continues to stay there, they can go into something else uh, that will persist with pain and fever. Okay, so that's...
1: Yeah, so it's more of like a spectrum, right? Yes. From no symptoms to to symptomatic and, yes. and whether it... Ended up with some complications You know, like infection
0: yeah.
1: Or blockage uh, Well, we do see some rare cases where You know, the organ like pancreas mm-hmm. Is being affected yeah, Causing uh, inflammations yeah. of the Got pancreas to Draw the
0: diagram out But basically it's like a piping system The gallbladder is like a bag that's attached to this piping system. So when stones dislodge from the gallbladder into the piping system, it can cause another set of problems. So if it's in the piping system and it causes some blockages, the patient might turn yellow or they can have yellow pain and fever. That's an infection. If it goes further down this piping, it actually eventually meets up with the pancreas, which has its own set of piping. uh, And well, to basically put it very shortly, when it blocks this junction between the bile duct piping and the pancreas piping, it can cause pancreatitis, which is an inflammation of the pancreas, right? That also presents with pain, but in its very severe forms, it can make patients very, very ill uh, with fever and whatnot. So
1: we all know that the culprit is the gallstones, one of the common reasons, right? So we don't know now that they can present in various forms. And, you know, in day-to-day clinic. I have a lot of questions that actually patients would like to ask. And actually, there's a lot of myths and facts that's actually going on, Mm. right? Myths and facts. Myths and facts, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I often get patients asking me, you know, uh, do I need to treat all the gallstones? You know, I find many times uh, it's found incidentally, you know, when they're investigating for something else and on an ultrasound or on a scan, somehow noted to have some stones, but they're completely no (laughs) symptoms. Yeah meaning they don't have pain and they don't have uh, any complaint never had any complaint do you usually want to treat those patients
0: i am a strong believer of if it's not broken don't fix it so if the patient's not having any symptoms most probably best not to do anything because everything that we do has always side effects. I mean, not side effects, but there can be risk and complications that can arise from it, right? So no point taking a risk of a complication if it doesn't bother the patient. That, of course, uh, there's a caveat to that. I would do. I would actually advise patients if the stone is larger than two centimeters, because there is an increased risk of contracting gallbladder cancer with a larger stone. So if the stone is big, even though it's asymptomatic, then usually I do recommend for removal of the gallbladder.
1: Yeah. So we know here that you know you don't just remove the stone. Treating the gallstone it would be by removal of the gallbladder by yes, itself. Yes. Yeah. Right? I think
0: the question a lot mm. of times is, can you just remove the stone? No. Even if you could remove the stone but not the gallbladder, because the gallbladder already has some issues, a new stone can actually be formed in the future and that wouldn't solve the problem. So usually, we do advise to remove the gallbladder.
1: So I think um, here, uh, another point to note is if you are not symptomatic and if your stone is less than two centimeters, it is good to remember that you actually have a stone there. You're just in case. You may not have symptom now. that's not mean that it may not cause trouble later on yep. in life. Yep. So it's always good to remember that you actually have a stone. Yep. But you do not need to go for a follow-up surveillance or anything like that to monitor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If the symptom occurs, yes. Yeah, yes, please present to your doctors, yep. right? So we move on to, you know, people like to ask me about, can I just flush away the stones? Or can I take something? A lot of um, home remedies, mm. yeah, uh, that people like to ask, you know, that, you know, I take this and, and it dissolves the stone. Um, does that actually work? Is it lemonade? Lemon, apple cider. Wow. Oh, a lot. This list is so long, list. you know, I... I I, I always tell them, don't do that, actually. Yeah, it's not scientifically proven and it may actually cause trouble and you do not know the actual efficacy of it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, there are no real-life studies to prove that it actually works. But patients who usually try this and come back to us and ask for a repeat ultrasound, it's, it's usually still there. I've not seen it disappear, so... Basically, no. It doesn't get flushed. It doesn't melt the stones. I've personally not seen it and I don't know any real life data out there that's, that says so, yeah.
1: So don't. If you have any question, you know, please please check with your doctors. Yeah, well, so for drinking those... lemonade is
0: fine, but it's not going <laughs> to improve your... I mean, mm. everyone drinks lemonade, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't know how much laminate you need to drink to actually yeah. dissolve. So, I mean we, yeah. we don't know. It, it if doesn't it works. go into your yeah. gallbladder. You know, yeah. the laminate does not go into the gallbladder, yeah. you see, to, to dissolve drink the it whole for thing. enjoyment. Yeah.
0: That's what I say.
1: So again, you know, then we come back to patient who has symptoms, you know, that, that little twenty percent that has symptoms, you know. You would definitely advise them for yes. a treatment. Yes. All right. Yeah. So what is the treatment that you would actually Uh, would like to recommend to the patient who has symptomatic gallstones?
0: So, I think all the symptoms that we mentioned earlier on, whether it's pain, whether one turns yellow because of stones or because they have had the, what we mentioned, pancreatitis earlier on, basically, uh, unfortunately, the gallbladder has to be removed. Okay? There are no magic treatment to that. So, it's basically surgery, right? And surgery, we have two types. It's the open surgery and there is laparoscopic or some people call it keyhole surgery. Uh, more and more now, we, we prefer to use different variations of keyhole surgery because it's small little incisions made on the patient and hence it's less painful. So less painful, early recovery, patient gets to go back to uh, their normal lives. As opposed to the open surgery, which is a long cut, uh, it's a bit more painful, but it still gets the job done. Yeah.
1: Okay. So many patients would like to ask, You know, mm-hmm. can I lift without a gallbladder?
0: Yeah, I think uh, the Chinese people like to joke a lot of times, you know. Uh, I mean, if, excuse me to, for speaking a little bit of Cantonese, like, tam, you know, I mean, kind of translates as I have no no more guts or no more bravery, right? Uh, yeah, I always tell them it's okay. Bravery comes from the heart, not from anything else. <laughs> but uh, essentially, uh, like we mentioned earlier on, you know, the Baal comes from the liver, Uh, Of course, we've lost the sort of piggy bank that keeps all the bowel, right? But uh, it's essentially now a direct, basically, from the liver into the intestines when they need to digest food. I think the body's smart, you know, it kind of goes a little bit of self adjustment to ensure that we still are able to absorb the appropriate nutrients, right?
1: Yeah, so probably one in 10 will probably encounter some mm-hmm. digestive problems, yep. you know, because since now the bowel directly goes into the intestine, sometimes it may irritate a little bit, you know, and cause some diarrhea. But those are already very short-lived. Yeah, yeah? usually. It, usually it, Within few months and then yep. you, your body adjusted, adapted yeah. to the new condition, new system, and, and most of the time it goes off by itself. Yep. 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 So another common thing that I always get asked is, does that mean that I cannot eat fatty food anymore. I cannot enjoy my um, fried chicken chicken. KFC anymore. Is that true?
0: Well, generally I would say, if you're going to live a healthy lifestyle, you should be eating less of all this stuff anyway. But it's not true because like we mentioned, there is still bile and all these things can still be digested. But I think, you know, maybe initially after the surgery, there may be some adjustment period right? I mentioned, you know, previously, bile is coming from the piggy bank. Now it's coming directly from the sauce. So it might be a little bit slower, but the body adjusts. The body adjusts and usually it's okay. But like I said, you know, we need to be probably eating less fatty and oily food anyway. Yeah, so there you go. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But it's a very good um, opportunity for you to actually readjust your lifestyle and balance it back, you know. So another point to note that is sometimes, you know, you do get a little bit of bowel reflux where you get a little bit of heartburn and that kind of symptom. Again, those are short-lived with some medication to cover you through that short period of time. Most of the time, you'll be back on track, yeah? Yep, yep. I think we've addressed
0: most of addressed the most of issues. Things. You didn't get let me let me get to talk about the different types of gallstones, but I think Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> I don't know if people are interested to I know. I think or not. we should, you know. We I should. think okay. yeah, we should. I think, right. think that's
1: important, yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Cuz I think I think people do read up sometimes about different types of gallstones and uh, generally we have three types. So we have cholesterol gallstones and we have uh, the black pigmented gallstones Pigments. and brown pigmented gallstones. Cholesterol gallstones are essentially As what it is. It's cholesterol. And a lot of people like to ask, and let's see, well, I'm sure you know the answer to this, but a lot of people like to ask, is it because of my diet? Is it because I'm eating too much fatty food and I'm producing cholesterol stones? What What, what say you? What say you? What say you? Why don't you
1: answer it? What? (laughs) Well, but um, majority is cholesterol. Stone, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. I can't find any. I don't know. I, I. I personally have not found any study that directly correlates. It's actually basically stones form when there is. Uh, there is a imbalance of three different types of chemicals. Yeah, that's the right word. Chemicals that's found. Right. It's actually bile, uh, bile salts, uh, lecithin, and cholesterol. So when there's an imbalance of any of these three, it's not in the right volume proportion. proportion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when gallstones actually start to appear. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I, know. Have you read anything that says high cholesterol actually causes?
1: I think there's no direct. There's no direct evidence, yeah. right? As far as I could. But see. we do. We do see. You know, when we were studying, although it's not so common now, we always say that you know, female.
0: It's actually still still
1: is. it still is. It still but is. we do see it in younger population as well. It's female we, we do, forty uh, and fertile. fertile Yeah, and and a bit obese.
0: Obese, yeah. We not use that other F word. (laughs) (laughs) Such a bad word.
1: We still see that trend, but we do pick up. um, It's it's mostly
0: females. It's uh, mostly females. And and, uh, mostly younger. But the
1: age, you know. The
0: age is shifting. uh, I I don't know whether it's correlated with our diet or not because as I said, there is no real study that shows that. But uh, again, I mean, if that's the concern, then just eat healthily, I would advise. Yeah,
1: it would be good as well because... Obesity again is one of the risk factors as well for you to have that. So, yep, yep, I think healthy lifestyle, healthy diet again, we're back to healthy diet, healthy lifestyle. It prevents most of the gastrointestinal diseases. And also, in general, overall health, it is better.
0: Mm. Right? Yep. So, there's the other two more uh, black pigment and brown pigment. Black pigment is are basically happens in patients that have uh, blood disorders. Their blood because the black pigment basically comes from a breakdown product of red blood cells, uh, and that usually happens in only a selected few uh, selected population that has blood disorders. I'm not going to go into depth. And uh, brown pigment is basically uh, infected stones, which is also not quite common. It usually happens with patients with uh, parasite. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think yeah, those are the rarer causes yeah. probably contribute to 10% of the stones. Correct. Yeah. Majority 90% is still cholesterol <laughs> stones. Yep. Alright, okay. yep. right. I think... So we're
0: geologists now, talking about stones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think we've probably have come to an
0: Yeah. Yeah, we've come to an end. I think uh, it's quite a brief, short topic just to get everyone to know a little bit about gallstones and what the treatment are. I hope it was clear. I don't know, was it?
1: I think it's quite clear. it's so I switched it forward. It's quite straightforward topics, yeah. Cleared out some myths that the general population has. I hope that helps and that clears the doubts. But of course, if you do have any questions, you can always email us at prescriptionpod, P-R-E-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N-P-O-D at gmail.com. So I think with that, we'd like to thank you for listening in. We'll see you again in the next episode. All
0: right, bye. Bye.